of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. everyone and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. It is great to be back after a long break. Uh, December was an incredibly busy month for me. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that musicians usually struggle with finding work during December unless you are a pianist. There are so many um, private Christmas parties and things to play for. Um, December just flew by. It was a very busy month and uh, the last few weeks, I've taken a little bit of a break, but uh, it is good to be back and uh, discussing some important matters that I think um, we ought to discuss in the church and in society as Christians in a respectful manner, of course, but uh, um, it is good to be back. And today's topic is a cultural issue, really, more than anything, but I want to approach this from a biblical worldview. And so I'm asking a question today. Should all opinions be respected? Uh, You know, in our current societal discourse, in many facets, political, theological, cultural, uh, you name it, the church really should be an agent of unity rather than disunity, but often the opposite is true. Often Christians are agents of disunity, but God calls us to primarily exemplify the unity of Christ among each other, but also to love our neighbors as ourselves, as Jesus commands in Mark 12, 31. His command here in the greater context of us, uh, of giving us what, what he refers to as the two greatest commandments, uh, the two greatest commandments being not the Great Commission to go and make disciples, But the first, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second, to love your neighbor as yourself. The Greek word for neighbor here is uh, plesion, which means someone who is near. And it really doesn't suggest a specific group of people, uh, such as other Christians or any other group of people. In other words, Jesus implies that everyone is our neighbor. And when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, this is not a command for selfishness. This is a command to treat others as you would want to be treated, uh, the golden rule, if you will. And so our love for others is derived from the greatest commandment, to love God above all else with your heart, soul, mind, and strength in Mark 12, 30. Because when we love God above all else, our love for others also increases because we begin to view others in the same light as God himself. Not that we view them as God, but we see them as God sees them. So how then are we to handle dissonant discussions of vital material in our society? The church is given the responsibility to love everyone, so we're not exempt from that command in any situation, including in contexts of tense dialogue. And so the question at work here is this, should all opinions be respected? 
I am going to argue that all opinions should be respected in scope, but limited in application. What I mean by that is everyone is to be loved, heard, and even understood, while absolute agreement is not necessary. That seems to be a fact that we have forgotten in our society in general. And so before continuing, I want to note that everyone is different. Uh, That should be obvious. That should be a given. And so we all possess different opinions, which is okay and it's good. Without diversity, we would not need to have important discussions as we so often do. And so we should enter these dialogues as Christians with other believers and even other non-believers to realizing this fact that everyone is different. And so to properly engage intense dialogue as Christians, I have three imperatives that we need to bear in mind. The first one is to determine the essentials. So in answering this question of whether all opinions should be respected, we need to to determine the essentials. At the core of our opinions, essentials are usually few and far between. In other words, people often... Uh, People are often more passionate about secondary issues than perhaps they ought to be and not as passionate about those few issues that matter above all else. So what is essential? For this discussion, I want to suggest that essentials are those issues which are absolute and from which we should never waver. Even that in and of itself might be disparate in in various opinions, but these are issues that define us as humans, not as particular religions, denominations, or political parties. Life, for example, is essential. And as Christians, we should realize that. Life is essential. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that personally, there are many issues uh, when when you think of Thinking of politics, there are many issues that I can compromise on uh, health care or whatever the case may be that I think are secondary. And certainly I have my opinions and I will voice them if someone asks in a loving way, of course. But the singular issue that I will plant my flag on is abortion because life is a fundamental right to humanity. And uh, we are not protecting that right by aborting babies. And so I will even suggest that issues like health care and the type of government that we live in, socialist, communist, whatever it may be, are not essential issues. It's certainly good and important to have informed opinions on secondary issues, but they are just that. They are secondary. They are not inherently wrong or right. Perhaps there are some issues that when they are employed, uh, maybe they have never worked throughout history. And so in that case, it would be wise not to, um, uh, not to ad- adhere to that particular um, thought or way of life. But it is still a secondary issue. So essentials might seem ambiguous. It might seem very ambiguous. Well, what's essential to one person is not essential to another. But again, I want to clarify that essentials are few and far between. So the chances of an issue actually being essential are not high. As we engage in cultural discussions with people, we need to understand that we will likely have disparate opinions from even those within our same affinity circles, such as local churches and and even political groups. But what unites us are those issues that we find essential to humanity. 
And we should not waver from loving everyone. We should not waver from respecting life. And we should not waver as Christians from proclaiming Jesus Christ is the only way with a love and respect toward all people. These are essentials. So that from which we should never waver are the essential, the, uh, the essentials. And so the, the non-essentials are those that, that really should not be as important as perhaps they are in our discussions. So the first thing we need to do is determine the essentials. The second thing is determine the non-essentials. If essentials are few and far between, non-essentials are most issues we tend to discuss. And I do not, in, I do not intend um, to dismiss the importance of forming a valuable opinion on all issues. We should do that. But I do submit that the issues which cause most division in our country and in our society are non-essential. The issues about which we find ourselves most passionate are usually non-essentials. For example, health care, even immigration, or the type of government which we have, such as democratic, socialist, etc. These are not uh, inherently wrong or right. These are crucial issues, but still non-essential. And thus, we sh- there should be room for disagreement and mutual respect for all opinions, although there usually is not. Uh, we live in a very divided society. And so when an issue is determined to be non-essential as people of God... It is our responsibility not to engage in more division. An example of division here is a dissenting response on an online social media post. We've all seen it. Uh, Social media post, which usually is fueled by our often ignorant, immature, and unnecessary growing anger over a topic. But keep in mind that most essentials are non uh, most issues are not essential. So, in fact, I would challenge I would ch- challenge you to find many essential issues about which people are often upset on social media. When you reason it out, uh, you begin to quickly realize that most of the divisiveness in our society is unnecessary. So, perhaps the best approach is to usually stay out stay out of these flyby discussions uh, because it usually doesn't help, and to only have these tense conversations in person with a limited group of people. When we do that, we can clearly express our opinions, but also leave room for mutual respect toward those who hold different beliefs. And so when we reason what is essential and what is non-essential before engaging in a discussion, it should affect the way we proceed and communicate or do not communicate with others. So determine the essentials, determine the non-essentials. In concluding, uh, to answer this question of should all opinions be respected here's my final thought we should always respect people respect everyone this does not mean that we must always agree with everyone uh, even and especially when it is attempted to guilt us into agreeing that happens so often Uh, people try to guilt you into agreeing with their perspective and hopefully you don't do that, but we, we shouldn't be that way. It also doesn't mean that all opinions are valid. But even with, one, with an invalid opinion, um, that person should be respected. The, the reasons for someone's invalid opinion are vast. I mean, it could be misinformation. could be wrong beliefs. It could be family upbringing. There are, a, are numerous reasons. 
there's certainly wisdom in seeing and hearing another perspective, even if you are sure or you think you are sure that you will not agree with that perspective. You could be surprised and change your view. This happens more often than you may you may think to those who are open-minded. So at least try to see another side. Uh, we need to remember that our disagreement is also an opinion. So when someone gives you an opinion that is different than yours and you think, well, that's just an opinion. Well, yours is also just an opinion, uh, particularly on non-essential issues. So why is ours more valid than another's? It might very well be more valid, but it's impossible to know unless we understand another's perspective. So if after hearing another perspective, which really requires mutual respect, if we still disagree, it really validates our opinion perhaps even more because we have seen the other side or another side. Even these discussions with an open and mutual mind, a, a neutral mind, for, for that uh, when we enter these discussions with an open mind, that that is the only way to begin to see another point of view. We need to keep a, an open mind and stay neutral in these discussions as best as possible. Uh, when you're talking about theological issues, uh, keep in mind that if you're reading a commentary, for example, there is no such thing as an uninterpreted text. Everyone has a hermeneutic, a lens through which they view something. We should always keep that in mind. We are also going to have a lens through which we view something, whether we realize it or not. But as best as possible, we need to keep an open mind, stay as neutral as possible in these secondary discussions, and respect people. And so when our opinion is informed, we know the other sides, uh, we need to realize the foundation of what we believe and respect those who believe differently. They might have a different foundation, particularly on non-essential issues. So I'm going to suggest that respect for all opinions is necessary in scope, but it is limited in application. In general, most issues which we discuss are non-essential. So respect is vital in those conversations. Essential issues are few, but there are the issues from which we must never waver. And I've mentioned a few of those, but they are few and far between those essential issues. Now, as Christians, uh, <laughs> there are many um, theologically, um, when we read the Bible, the Bible is truth. The Bible is the word of God. That is essential. However, when we talk to people of other faiths, we should at least hear them. <laughs> I am not saying that they have the right way or that um, their sacred literature should be canonized. That is, that is blatantly false. Um, but we need to show respect towards everyone. And so in, in these cases um, that are essential, human life, for example, any opinion that blatantly contradicts basic human rights is not worthy to be respected. Certainly respect the person, but they need to know why their view is wrong. And in general, I, I should caution that uh, I should caution against engaging in these conversations unless prompted. And among a limited group of people, as people of God, we're called to love everyone, which also encompasses respecting everyone. I've heard it said that respect is earned. I don't believe that. I believe we respect people in general. It should be something that we as the church give out of love for Christ. Uh, 
And so don't waver on essential issues, but because they are so few, we should mutually respect everyone and their opinions on non-essential issues. Should all opinions be respected then? No, but most should. Again, essential issues are few and far between, but non-essential issues are vast. So should everything be respected, every opinion? No, but because most issues are non-essential, most opinions should be respected and realize that it's okay to have a different opinion. So all people should be respected. And if we abide by these principles, we might live in a more fruitful and I think a more productive society, even among uh, non-believers, Christians and non-believers alike. Our, our job as Christians, our goal and motivation is to know Jesus Christ and to make him known. How can we do that if we don't respect those who do not currently believe? So uh, hopefully these um, imperatives have helped you in answering this question of should all opinions be respected? And my hope and prayer is that we as Christians show and exude the love of Christ in all of society and in everything we do. Thank you for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Did it, did it.